Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards. So excited to be here. Season two of the biz on bizradio.us on the Veronica Edwards show. I want to thank all the listeners and we have hit 2000 downloads and we're approaching a hundred episodes. So it's so surreal. And one of my most favorite things on this show is to have our monthly segment, which we're going to have today, CPA chat with fellow CPA, Michelle. Welcome back, Michelle. Hey, good good morning, I guess. Hello. <laughs> good morning. And for those listening, as always, we always pre-record. So we're still in the springtime, but this is going to air in the summer, which I honestly is right around the corner. And the way the weather has been lately, 80 degrees in Asheville. We'll take out. it. We'll I, will definitely, <laughs> I will definitely take it. So today, Michelle and I have been chit-chatting and we know we've been harping a lot on contractor versus employee, 1099 Ks and all this, but we are realizing a lot of our clients really don't know a lot about payroll. So we thought we would talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of payroll. So <laughs> Michelle, what do you think about that? What have you been in your experiences before we jump into this that you've seen um, with your clients with payroll? You know, it's it's an interesting conundrum, I guess I'll call payroll, because, you know, everybody wants to get paid and mm -hmm. it's just a necessary evil, I guess. Yep. Uh, payroll is, is quirky. It's difficult. Um, there's a lot of rules and regulations and all sorts of things. And, and at the end of the day, people want to be paid and then people get really upset when they're not paid or they're not paid fairly. So it's just there's a whole bunch of of obligations around payroll. And I think business owners in general just know they want to do it. They have to do it, but they don't really inform themselves of what those rules are. Yes. So I think today it would be great if we just talk about how do you even start a payroll? What are some of the um, local and state IDs that you need? What kind of employee documents do you need to get to set up payroll? Um, choosing pay periods. That's something a lot of people don't think about, but that also affects your payroll processing costs. And most importantly, we know there's all these different business structures now. There's LLCs, there's corporations, there's sole proprietors. How do you pay these individuals when they're owners and they're partners of a company different from if they're just automatically hired in as an employee? So Michelle, let's jump right in. And how about you get us started with how do we even start running payroll? It's a, it's a great question and a really good place to start. I mean, 
most of the time when, when I'm talking to people who are thinking about starting a business or just getting started, uh, my first recommendation is always get an EIN number, which is the, uh-huh. I'll call it the social security number for your business. Uh-huh. And, you know, we use that EIN number a lot for a lot of things today. And it's just really important to have that so that you're not forced to use, say, your social security number as a sole proprietor. Uh-huh. But really, the EIN number was originally designed and in place to be for payroll. It's the employer identification number. So it's just kind of interesting. So, of course, from a federal perspective, you want to get an EIN and that's pretty straightforward. But then there's all the state stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the states, you know, has all these different sort of branches or divisions or um, offices. And so uh, here in the state of North Carolina, it's important to know that you need a payroll withholding tax account And that is a number that the North Carolina Department of Revenue will give you. It's also the North Carolina Department of Revenue is also the place where you have your sales and use tax account. So the two can get confusing and oftentimes does get confused. But North Carolina Department of Revenue regulates both. So if you have to pay payroll or you're getting ready to start paying payroll, then you want to make sure you have a withholding payroll withholding tax account with the North Carolina Department of Revenue. And then also there's the unemployment taxes. So you want to make sure that you register with the North Carolina Division of Employment Security, which Uh manages and monitors our unemployment uh, benefits and unemployment taxes. So we need both of those numbers um, as account numbers in order to just start payroll, because that's the number that identifies the business when those payments are made to those taxing agencies. And so it's it's a lot of just getting these accounts all set up. Um, that's just to get the, the accounts with the taxing authorities. The other really key important thing is what documents and information do you need from your employees? Mm-hmm. And this is this can be a lot of different documents. And I think this is actually part of the compliance issue. And it's really important that owners of businesses uh, understand that this is just not a nice to have. These are required and information that the employee has to give you. And so Mm -hmm. things like a W-4, which is uh, just like the NC-4. So the W-4 is the federal, the NC-4 is the state. That's where the employee tells the employer what their deductions are, what, how many exemptions, how many dependents do they have so that we know how much to take out and withhold for them on their taxes. It's a choice. The, the employee gets to choose how much they want taken out of their tax, out of their net pay for their taxes to be withheld. That gets a little confusing to people, but it's important that we get that information from the employee. Mm-hmm. And then also we need that very famous now, I-9 form, that's a federal Mm. form that documents and and proves that this employee is authorized to work in this country. And so there's some additional steps that are required on the I-9 looking at documents that verify this individual's um, identification uh, as well as their ability to work in this country. So those are just some things to be thinking about and get started with. There are other things on the HR side, that's human resources side, that are really important and good to have in each employee's file. Um, there's also things that are important in terms of if you're offering benefits and stuff like that, but we're just talking about payrolls. So mm-hmm. I won't go down that rabbit hole. 
<laughs> yes, and that so much good information and some things I want to highlight that Michelle said is that there's three IDs that you need in North Carolina before you should even be running payroll. So I've definitely had clients where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm running payroll. And I'm like, do you have a state unemployment ID and a state withholding ID? Oh, no, I'm just running. Well, you're not running payroll yeah. properly and right. shame on the payroll providers if they didn't tell you that because sometimes they will say well if you're just a, if you already applied for it it'll be in the mail or you'll get your verification a few days no we always say wait until you have all of your ids um, before you run payroll and make sure that <clears throat> you're not making any promises to any employees until you do that. And keep in mind, right. you can do all of this and get it within a week. It's just that it's so much cleaner because if you're paying a payroll provider, they're going to be remitting this money to the state and to mm -hmm. the government and doing filings for you. And if you don't have those IDs, that responsibility relies back onto the owner, which a lot of times we don't know what we're doing. That's why we're <laughs> reaching out to the professionals that do this every day. Yeah. I mean, I think you raise a really good point. I mean, those account numbers, those IDs that you mentioned, you can do them online. It's pretty simple and pretty straightforward. And then those, those taxing authorities will send you a letter confirming uh -huh. that that becomes part of your permanent files. Those are your records. It's, it's again, an identification number that will stay with you. And, and just a point to note, no matter, because in today's world with the pandemic, people are working virtually. So no matter where that person is living is where they're working. So you could be an employer here in the state of North Carolina and have an employee say in the state of Florida or in the state of Oregon or wherever that person is residing. And so understanding the different states requirements is also important and your payroll provider can help you with that, but it's gonna be similar, not the same, but similar across almost all the states. You need to have those identification account numbers and you need to be withholding the taxes in those jurisdic jurisdictions and, and remitting those taxes accordingly. Absolutely. So after you determine you have all of your IDs that you need, you're collecting the employee documents. The next thing is, OK, well, how often are you going to pay your folks? And typically you have four common options. You can pay folks every week. You could pay them biweekly. That means every other week. So it'll end up being 26 payrolls in a year. You would have two months where you get paid three times or semi-monthly where it's twice a month, the 15th, the end of the month, or it's just a set two times a month for 24 times in the year, or you can just do monthly. So for me personally, for my business, it's just me. I'm paid monthly, but I have other clients where they're in construction and in different industries where they choose to do weekly. Again, everything has a cost. So you have to figure out a good balance between cost effectiveness and convenience because you got to remember if you have hourly employees that means you're turning in these timesheets every week and you're having to make sure that payroll is submitted so many days before the pay date so keep all that in mind when you're thinking about your pay period michelle do you have anything to add on this you know you raise an excellent point about the the pay periods and all of that is is very important and very true i think the other thing to think about about a pay period is what is that 40 hour period consist of? Because the minute an employee goes beyond 40 hours in whatever that pay period, that work week consists of, that's when you are also then obligated to pay overtime. 
So just being very aware of your work week, what those days, what those hours are, and making sure you're monitoring your, your employees' hours and paying overtime appropriately. That's, that seems to be an area where people often get themselves into hot water. Absolutely. So another area, you know, this whole owner, partner pay, <laughs> owner draw versus payroll, Michelle, it literally makes me cringe. And I know people just don't know when folks are like, yeah, I ran payroll for my contractors. I'm like, it's like, it's like oxymoron. It's like contractors are not employees. So they yes. get payroll, they get paid. But I want everyone listening to know payroll is not the same as just paying someone cash or direct deposit and not taking out any taxes. That's just paying a person <laughs> is not payroll. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Payrolls, payroll can be tricky in this area um, of this whole idea of owners, who owns the business, what type of business structure the organization is. And so what I try to tell people is, is to think about and know what structure you are, who the owners are, how, how do you file your income taxes? And that is just prescribed. It's dictated. It, it's a known fact. It's a law, a rule, if you will, of when and how you can pay these owners. I mean, everybody understands the concept of paying employees. I mean, at uh -huh. least that's what we're talking about is, right, you know, you, you decide to hire an employee. We've talked ad nauseum about employees versus contractors. So mm -hmm. this person's clearly an employee. We know they're working for us. We're asking them to do this type of work and we're gonna pay them. We've identified all the tax account numbers, the pay period, et cetera. That all seems pretty self-explanatory, mm -hmm. I guess. But then there's the, well, my partner, my business partner is you know, also wanting to get paid and I wanna get paid. So I'll just put us on the payroll. Well, there's a few no-nos involved in that. Mm -hmm. If you are, a sole proprietor, you're not allowed to be uh -huh. on your own payroll. You can have payroll, you can have employees, and you can put your employees on the payroll, of course, but you as the owner of a sole proprietorship are not allowed to be on your own payroll. So sole proprietors have to take what's called owner's draws out of the business to pay themselves. And that's not through payroll. It is simply taking cash, if you will, out of the business for, for you to pay yourself so that you can then pay your own personal expenses. Same thing, same rule applies for partners in a partnership. So partners in a partnership are not allowed to be on their own payroll either. So they also take draws out of the business and still the same rules apply. You can have a payroll and have employees. You just can't have the partners on the payroll of the business. So just keeping those two things really in mind and where it gets kind of muddy is this whole idea of LLC. People uh -huh. think, oh, I'm an LLC, so I can put myself on my payroll. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> if you are a single member LLC, for tax purposes, you're treated as a sole proprietorship. So therefore you cannot be on your own payroll. Similarly, if you're a multi-member LLC, so more than one, multi-member LLC, that's a partnership for tax purposes. So same uh -huh. rules apply. You partners in a multi-member LLC can't be on their own payroll. Uh -huh. Now, if you're a C-Corp, an S-Corp, or a single-member LLC, or a multi-member LLC taxed as an S-Corp or a C-Corp, you can be, those owners, the partners can be on their own payroll. And I think it's just a really important distinction to think about because uh -huh. it can cause a lot of heartache. <laughs> yes. <you> <laughs> yes. I've seen it. I actually talk about it a lot when I teach 
um, the financial tools class with Mountain BizWorks because a lot of times folks just assume, oh, well, I'm an LLC. I'll, I'll just go ahead and set myself up with payroll. And I'm like, well, actually, you're a single member LLC. So you are exactly the same as a sole proprietor. The difference is you do have that limited liability. Mm -hmm. You did register with the secretary of state and you paid your $200. But I tell people all the time, the first few years of my business, I was just still set up as a sole proprietor and it worked fine for me. But then the day came where I said, you know what? I want to be able to take a payroll. I want right. to be able to reduce my taxable liability by actually showing my payment to myself, not as a draw, but mm -hmm. as an actual payroll expense. So I'm seeing more and more folks are seeing this early in their business now. They're realizing, oh, there's just a two-page form I have to fill out to be taxed this way so I can get a payroll. Let me go ahead and do that within the first 60 days of my business so I can go ahead and take a payroll. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is pretty straightforward. It's easy to do. You do have that, um, I think it's 75 days, uh, I think. I don't know, Veronica, you may be right with the 60, but either way, it's it's shortly after you start your business and or in that calendar year, you have that mm -hmm. first 60 or 75 days to elect that. I mean, it's, it's things people you know, think like you said, when you started your business, well, I'll just take draws and pay my personal expenses. I did the same thing when I started my firm. I'll do that. But, mm -hmm. but I too got just a little tired of doing that. I just wanted a regular paycheck, a regular payroll. Um, and I also wanted to have my withholding. So not to have, you know, every year to pay estimates, quarterly estimates, or, you know, wonder what my tax bill is going to be. Just wanted to be paying those in the form of payroll withholdings. Um, but in addition, I get clients coming to me that like, well, I need to now buy a house or I need uh -huh. to get a loan and I have to demonstrate to the bank I've got income and it, and my business is my income. And so sometimes it's easier to have a W-2 in those instances. So finding ways to put yourself on the payroll can be advantageous. And so it's an important piece to understand and know that if you are a single member LLC or a sole proprietorship or a multi-member LLC or a partnership, that neither of which has elected to be taxed as other than those entities, that those folks, those owners, those partners, they're not allowed to be on their own payroll. So just some things to be aware of. It's It, it gets complicated. And, and if you find that you've made a mistake, as I, I have worked with a few clients in this situation, you have to go back and amend W-2s, amend payroll tax returns, amend uh. tax returns. It gets pretty complicated. Yes, and ugly. So yeah. definitely, we always encourage the listeners to work with a payroll professional because exactly. this is their expertise. Yes. Work with your tax accountant, with the tax implications of your business. Work with, you know, if you have a CPA, that's your bookkeeper. All these people can point you in the right direction. But yeah. we just wanted today to just give the highlights yeah. and just <laughs> the best practices. Because like you said, Michelle, we can yeah. really just... We could have a whole show just talking about, okay, step-by-step, step, how do you set up your state unemployment ID and yeah. your state withholding? And then also talking about the form that you need to elect to be an S corporation, because I, it makes me so upset when I hear people saying, oh, I spent thousands of dollars to get this tax designation. I'm like, it's two pages you fax into the IRS. I can give you an example of how to do it. And they're like, you're kidding me. But I, <laughs> yeah. but I think people are so intimidated about a form that has to go to the IRS. And they're so nervous about not doing it properly. But just know, like you said, it can be painful. You can fix things, but ask questions up yeah. front. No question is a stupid question.
That's right. And that's really true. And I think the other important thing that you noted is, you know, getting um, a payroll company, a payroll processor to help you. They are a wealth of information and a really good resource and a tool. And that's that's why you pay them the fees. And it's frankly the most economical fee, uh, you know, that you can pay for you know, processing your payroll. I mean, others, you know, I have clients ask us to do their payroll and I tell them, no, it's really not in your best interest. It's mm-hmm. going to cost you more for us to do it than if you hired a payroll company. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they are, like I said, the experts in this. And I think a really good tool that that people should remember and use. Reach out to payroll companies, have them help you. They're there for your questions. They'll help you get through all of this. And most of the larger companies that are national, they know all the other states' rules and regulations too. So really good tool. Exactly. Well, Michelle, already to the end of the show, and this was another good one. So again, listeners, reach out to your payroll professional if you have any questions. Also, Michelle, I would love for you to plug if those listening do want to work with you in the future, possibly get some assistance, hopefully not with a messed up payroll situation, but accounting services. <laughs> That's right. Don't don't come with your messed up payroll situation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So if um, if anyone is interested in finding out more about our firm, they can see us on uh, www.michelletrotzcpa.com. And uh, we have a lot of information on our website there about our team members and about the type of services that we provide. So I welcome anyone to, to touch base and check in. Wonderful. And again, I want to thank so much, Michelle, for you to continue to do the CPA chat with me. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to bizradio.us. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edwards show. And if you miss the live airing, you can always listen to prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.